Hello everyone, we're back here on this beautiful Sunday morning, which we lost an hour, but that's okay. Here, episode 17 of All Bases Covered. Today, just going to make it a little bit interesting and answer some viewers' questions. I only got four, which is, compared to normal, not a lot, but we can just go more in depth on them. So, before we do that, though, I always want to thank our sponsors, Off the Dock Fishing Company. All your fishing apparel needs can be met with just a click of a button. Just go to otdfishingco.com. Again, otdfishingco.com. Also, check them out at Instagram at Off the Dock Fishing. And call and text 252-646-9343. Again, 252-646-9343. Secondly, Dock Wright Marine Construction. All your boat lift and dock repair needs can be met with just one call. Just call 252-723-8583. Again, 252-723-8583. Lastly, Made in the Shade Blinds and more of Raleigh, serving the triangle and surrounding areas with custom window treatments. Blinds, shades, shutters, curtain motorization, and interior and exterior products for home or business. Just go to Made in the Shade on Instagram, where you can find tons of pictures and videos of their work. So, obviously, we just talking about the ACC. We see Duke wins it last night, and they win over Virginia. I think this Duke basketball team has a chance to make a run in the tournament. Now, how far, like, if you ask me how far do they get, I, I see them being possibly an Elite Eight team with how they've been playing as of late. But, you know, we'll see. So, let's go back. Duke beats Virginia last night, 59-49. They win the ACC tournament. Overall stats, Duke shot 42% from the field while... Virginia shot 33, 30% from three for Duke to the Virginia 23%. Both um, equally matched at the free throw line, 33 rebounds to 30. Duke wins in that category. 11 assists to 9 assists for Duke again. Four blocks, which is interesting um, for Virginia, over two for Duke. 10 steals, um, more turnovers though for Virginia and uh, more fouls for Virginia so a lot stats wise pointing in uh, Duke's favor but that's what happens when you win a basketball game usually you'll have the stats on your side and then that Arizona finish last night was crazy um, I think it was, I don't want to say the exact player because I don't want to be wrong, but whoever hit that step back fadeaway last night for use for Arizona to uh, get the lead, that was crazy. Today though, Ivy League tournament, Yale versus Princeton SEC tournament, which will be a big game. Two best teams that we saw match up a couple of weeks ago in which Texas A&M pulled off the upset, will be the Aggies going up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And in the Big Ten, Purdue 
will play a Penn State team that's on a big, that's been on a run. Number one ranked Purdue against the tenth seed in that tourney, Penn State. Dayton will play VCU in the Atlantic Ten final, and then in the AAC, Memphis will go against Houston, which will be a good game, I believe. And then later tonight, will uh, the bracket will be revealed for March Madness. Oh, pretty sure it's 7.30. Might be wrong. Somewhere around there on ESPN. We'll, we will definitely check that out. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got college basketball-wise. Now, a lot of my questions relate to college basketball, so we're just going to go ahead and get into those questions. We'll go back and look at some other sports, like the NHL games going on in the MOB spring training, um, the NBA. We'll just look at a lot of stuff. But first, let's answer my the viewers' pre- questions. Lilia Wall asked, talk about Clemson. Well, I can say a lot about Clemson. Uh, they had an impressive win over NC State in the ACC tournament, but then they lose to 20 to Virginia. I still see them getting in the uh, in March Madness, but do I think they can go deep and far? I don't know. When they're hot and playing well, it, it's a very tough team to beat, but they've tended as of late to be very inconsistent. We'll see what happens. I think they have a good team overall. Very... Um, very big, have a lot of players that can, big guys that can not just um, make it inside, but can also pull it from deep. So definitely a team to watch coming up in here in March Madness. I think they should get in, but um, just if they can keep that consistency and play, like I know they can play, they'll, they'll be a tough team to beat. Braden Turner, he asked, best college basketball team to never win a national championship. And this was actually a really good, really good question. And, I mean, there's a lot of, think just thinking of, there's a lot of basketball teams out there that have been really good but never won a national championship. They've gone so close, but just haven't been able to pull it off. There's one in particular. I'm going to look at a couple. I'll give a few examples. 2014-2015 Kentucky Wildcats. That was when they had Constantine Towns, Devin Booker, Willie Cauley-Stein, Aaron Harrison. They had all those players. They went They went 31 38, sorry. 38 and 1. 18 and 0 in the SEC. They lost in the Final Four. So, one of the most talented teams of all time. So much depth on that team. They That year they ranked 12th in both offensive and defensive rate, uh, rating. Um, UK had some close games, including two overtime contests. Decided by two points, but they entered the Final Four at 38-0. So they could have had a perfect season. 
Wisconsin was the team that beat them in that Final Four. And that kind of ended the quest there. But now you see Devin Booker was on that team, and he's now one of the best players in the NBA. He became the youngest player in NBA history with consecutive 50-point games. So obviously, in my opinion, one of the most talented college basketball teams of all time. Just couldn't get it done, though. Um, there's another one I want to look at. I'd say probably the 1992-93 Michigan Wolverines, a.k.a. the Fab Five with Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard. They lost in the national championship game. And you might have seen this on a docu- documentary. You can watch it on ESPN. Shout out to them. It's called the Fab Five. All five starters were freshmen and College basketball, it didn't. There hadn't really been before a time where freshmen were starting. It was usually, and now you see it all the time where freshmen start. But um, back then, it was kind of rare for freshmen to start. Really rare for the whole starting lineup to be freshmen. But they get to the Final Four. And. Michigan was the best team in the country, analytically. They knocked out number one Kentucky to start off the Final Four, and then they played North Carolina in the national championship, but they couldn't get it done because Chris Webber, it's called the Chris Webber timeout. You've probably heard it before. Calls a timeout. They didn't have any timeouts, and that kind of seals the win for Carolina. So definitely – very good team that just couldn't finish it off. But I think they deserved a call out. Um, who else do I want to mention? I'm going to go, this is John Calipari again, another, he coached the Kentucky team that I shouted out first, 2007-2008 Memphis Tigers. Now this team had Derrick Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts, and Joey Dorsley. So this, I mean, this is a stacked team. They went 38-2, 16-0 in conference play in the Conference USA Conference and they, technically you could say this team didn't exist because in 2009 the NCAA vacated all of Memphis' wins when we had the investigation into Derrick Rose's eligibility. But we'll ignore that for right now. Calipari, his recruiting for this team was crazy. This program was nowhere near a national championship, and he brought them right to the cusp of one. So Rose, he was pretty much unstoppable this year. Played his best when it mattered. Averaged 
13.9 points per game before the NCAA tourney, and then he took that average to 20.8 during March Madness. And then only reason Memphis wasn't able to win this year is iconic Mario Chalmers clutch three-pointer. And, yeah, that's kind of how they, their season ended. Now, you see Derrick Rose is one of the best players in the NBA, number one overall pick in the 2008 NBA draft, most valuable player in 2011. Just another team that was controversial, but just not able to get it done. I'll do one more team. Um, Kansas is definitely one throughout the years to mention. Um, hmm. Two thousand this is the last one I'll do. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, UCLA Bruins. This this was they went thirty five and four, sixteen and two in Pac ten. The coach is Ben Howland. Key players here. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Lug, Kevin did I just say Lug? Kevin Love, Darren Collison, and Josh Ship. So very stacked team they lost in the final four. As you see, all these teams I've mentioned went to the Final Four. Kevin Love was a freshman. This was what Russell Westbrook's uh, sophomore year breakout. They couldn't pass the Final Four round. Derrick Rose just went off. This was around this. This was the same time as Memphis going on and. Just another this that this team could have beat um that Memphis team that year, but they just couldn't get it done. Very talented though. And I hope that answered that question, gave a little insight on that. Adam These last two questions are both uh, UNC related. I'll just kind of go over them both. Adam said, "Who do you want back from UNC? Caleb Love, Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis." And then Avery said, "How did UNC go from number one to NIT?" So, first off, I can answer Adams quickly. I would love to have R.J. Davis back on this UNC's roster. Um, not to be mean to. Well, I would love Armando back, and he could, I mean, he could possibly come back, but the UNC as of late's really been killing his draft status, so I don't know. But going back to RJ, I think he's better than Caleb. Not that I don't want Caleb to come back to this team. I just 
and this is kind of getting into the Avery question, there was a possibility, and don't quote me on this, this is a possibility, that RJ Dave that Caleb Love was dating RJ Davis's girlfriend. Or kind of like going behind his back. Now were the rumors, some rumors are said to be true about this, some are not. Um, but if that was indeed true, I mean no one know, no one can tell us for sure except RJ and Caleb. But if those rumors were indeed true, then that could have been one of the reasons why some parts of the UNC season was kind of you notice throughout the whole year that UNC did not play like a team. Heels had no chemistry. It was always someone trying to be the man and uh it it just didn't look like last year's national championship team. I think the number one ranking at the beginning of the season also allowed them to get cocky. So that's a couple points. Back to RJ. I think he's the better, he's the best guard on Carolina. And him coming back would, I think, him just being so developed so far, him just increasing to get better. Obviously, his draft stock went down with how UNC finished off their season. Everyone on the teams did. But we'll see what happens. I hope UNC is more successful next year. This has been. One season in um, not a long time. Well, if you go back a couple years to like the 13-win, 20-loss season, COVID year for UNC. But other than that, UNC hasn't really had this bad of a season for a pretty long time. But I'm not saying it was horrible. It just definitely could have been better. It's not like... Obviously, it's unacceptable, um, going back to Avery's question, for a number one team to now be in the NIT. It's unacceptable. Never happened in the history of college basketball. Probably never will again. So, um, really unacceptable. You wouldn't think UNC would be a team to go from number one to the NIT either. You just wouldn't. If, If I was any other fan and I see UNC as number one at the beginning of the season, and now I see them in the NIT, I would not expect what had happened. And the main reasons was, if this R.J. davis Caleb Love thing was true, there was no team chemistry throughout the whole year. It was just a one-man game. And I don't know if there was any coaching issues. You never, we can never picture what's going on inside the locker room. We can never picture that. So there's a lot of questions. We'll try to, I'll try to answer those better in the coming weeks. Get more information. That's pretty much all I got, Adam. If I wanted one player though, I, I want, I would love to have RJ. Obviously Armando. But I think that'd be he would be a fifth year senior if he did that. So we'll see what happens. We've already kind of made this into almost a 20-minute video, so I'm just going to stop there. I hope I answered all of y'all's questions. I'm just going to go into the world of sports, just tell y'all all the games going on today. I went over college basketball. Let's go to the NHL. Canes lose last night 4-0.
Two Las Vegas today, though. Bruins at Red Wings. Rangers at Penguins. Golden Knights at Blues. Hurricanes at Devils. Jets at Lightning. Senators at Flames. Wild at Coyotes. And Predators at Ducks. Um, within the NBA. Today we got Nets at Nuggets. Cavaliers at Hornets. Wizards in Philly against the Sixers. Trailblazers against the Pelicans. Thunder in San Antonio against the Spurs. And Knicks against the Lakers. Lastly, MLB spring training. Today we got Braves against the Pirates, Blue Jays against the Phillies, Yankees at Red Sox, Nationals at Cardinals, Marlins at Astros, Red Sox at Orioles. I wonder why there's been like this two-team thing, I don't know. Twins at Tigers, Rays at Mets, Athletics at Giants, Brewers at Cubs, Padres at Athletics, Angels at White Sox, Dodgers at Reds, Cardinals, Royals, Rockies at Diamondbacks, Rangers at Mariners. Pretty much sums up the world of sports today. I hope I answered everyone's questions. I hope you all enjoyed this episode today on this Sunday, episode 17 of All Bases Covered. Everyone have a great week. We'll be back on here soon. Still got three t-shirts left. If anyone is interested, just text me at 252-723-85, well, actually 2818. And again, I'll repeat that, 252-723-2818. And this is Sean Cartwright signing off on episode 17 of All Bases Covered.